on Christ alone, our chief cornerstone, no other foundation can we build upon, not philosophy, nor the wisdom of man, all other ground is sinking sand, upon this rock you build your church, and the
and the fulfillment of the idea. Yes, we see that in salvation. As God, God made the structure of Jesus, see that even after Jesus, the structure of salvation is still there. So the beginning, the first idea was that he needed salvation for man. The last idea was that man should be able to receive salvation. The structure in between was Jesus, fulfillment of him dying on the cross and him coming back, him coming back from the dead after three days. And that structure was in between the idea that men should be saved and that men can come to salvation. And that now, so men, the idea was that men should be able to be saved. Now, men can be saved. And what was in between was the structure that was created by Jesus' life. For me, it's the fact that these things are supposed to be applied in our daily lives, in our day-to-day. As Christians, sometimes we tend to forget that we have so many examples in God himself, like how we're always looking for a Christian role model and all of that. God himself is literally a role model in like several aspects. Like this structure thing is just as basic as it comes and it's something we learn directly from God himself that you should create structures and they will work, they will work for you even when you are sleeping. When you create structures, like there's something I usually tell my friends every time, that God does not wake up every morning to pour the bucket that rains. Like, the structure has been created. That's why science can reach these things, can you know, predict these things. The structure has been created up there. It is there. It's now for you as a person to, you know, read and work with. So, in your daily life, this is one aspect that you can definitely keep God as your role model and just learn how to structure your things, learn how to structure your daily because it's it definitely brings I don't know the most benefit. I mean, if it benefits the creator of the universe himself, if it brings this much effect, then imagine how much it would, how much effect it would have in your own life as a person. So yeah, that's what stands out for me. Structure. Yeah, I think it's also um, Pastor also mentioned it in church that structure means about automation. So if you if you want to come about a long-lasting business or something that you want you want your life to planned out, you don't want to constantly be doing the same things over and over again, you, know, you have to have a structure so that some things can be automated. I don't have to, I don't know, I don't have to call my bank and say, oh, somebody sent me money, just can you send me all that? No, the automation is there, the structure has been built out. And another that thing that I think is very important is the sequence of how these things come about. So, you see in Genesis how that, you know, the, the earth was dark, there was, it was formless, there was void, but God dealt with the light first before he dealt with the structure. What he does with knowledge. So there is a way that some of us can try to skip process and just go straight to structure. We don't just create structure. Structure is everything. Structure leads to automation. Yes, that is correct. But there is a sequence to which you can do that. You first of all have to get the light for what you are doing. So what is light? Light is basically the word of God. The entrance of God's word brings light, right? And understanding to the simple. So whatever it is you want to do, you have to get the light of God concerning that. Um, we see also in I think John. John 3 19, how that salvation is the light of God. So, even if it's the light, right? So, even as we see that God was creating a structure for salvation, there was a light that came before the structure came, before the results. So, whatever it is you want to do, you academic, get, get the word of God concerning it. Your business, get the word of God concerning it. Your relationship, get the word of God concerning it before you start to create a structure. Um, I, I think there's a part in scripture that talks about if you want to build something, um, first of all, how have to count the cost. Because you have to count the delights. What is the light concerning this thing? What is the word of God concerning this thing? Is this thing for me? You know, there's some things that are right. Yes, you want to build a huge church. You want to build a temple. Look at David. He, was, he wanted to build a temple. God said, no, it's your son that will build it right. Was the intent good? Yes. But was it his own? No. Do you get? So you have to 
you see the light of God, and whatever it is you want to do, before you go into structure, before you now even go into filling up the rooms and thinking of the people that God has called you to, and you know, stuff like that. So, another thing structure ensures preservation, preservation of ideas, preservation of doctrine, preservation of precepts. We see that the light came through salvation, yeah. but we see after Paul explains that yes, right, there was grace, then by faith we received the salvation that was made available by grace. And he says that the flesh lusts against the spirit. The spirit and the flesh are contrary to each other. And he says, this is the structure. We do the things of the spirit, we want to fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that structure was to ensure preservation of the spirit. So basically, structure also ensures preservation. Structure is so important because he didn't, he didn't ignore the fact that the light has come, so everything is done. He said the light has come, but there is the flesh and there is the spirit. Now, what's the structure for us to thrive in the spirit? Do the things of the spirit and you will feel the loss of the flesh. That was another structure that was created. Another structure, it says that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of our calling. Where were we called? It was when the light came. So we receive the light, we receive salvation. Then he goes on to say that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened, that we would know, we would understand why we were called to do this that we do. So to preserve the light that we received at first. So for the preservation of even your ideas, maybe that's why some of your ideas have been falling through. Because there was no structure after you got the idea. For the preservation, growth, and continuity of an idea, you need to create a structure that works and that everybody can run with. Because that's why, you, and, you see, and, and many times, structure should be written down actually. It helps when it's written down. See in Abakoko, it says, you receive the vision and write it. You write it so that people, so that we can run with it. So that even after me, others can see this thing and can do, know what the work is supposed to be, know where we started from and know where we are going to. Like that's the basis of this thing. So ideas, for preservation of your ideas, you actually need to create a structure. Structures will preserve your ideas. And the thing is you test structures. Because there are structures that work, there are structures that don't work. And people get to understand these things sometimes by experience and sometimes by test running structures. Because there's a reason why we can say that do the things of the spirit, you won't fulfill the loss of the flesh. Because it's tested and trusted. You do the things of the spirit, your consciousness is of the spirit. The flesh has, a, has less hold over you. So basically, that structure is tested and it works. But if someone else comes with a structure that says, once you receive light, all you have to do is try so hard to do the good works. Try so hard to be a good boy. Try so hard not to lie. Try so hard not to steal. You don't really have to pray that much, you don't really have to study the word because you receive salvation already. That's another structure that someone could have created. But if you test that structure, that structure will not work because your good works don't translate to a consciousness of God. Your good works don't translate to a consciousness of the Spirit because there are people that have good works and still don't have the consciousness of the Spirit that you've received. So the best way to, the best structure for the consciousness of that Spirit is to do the things of that Spirit. So structures should be tested and should be, should be understood that it works for the particular idea. So you don't just create structures, you could have different different structures and you have to choose the one that works best. And you have to be excellent in these things because that's what the HS stands for. Word prayer, word and prayer receive the light. In creating our structure, we create excellent structures. And from excellent structures, we can't receive less than excellent structures. So I feel like there may be people out there that feel like, oh, okay, so as a Christian, does this mean everything 
was structured for me and a spontaneous person and stuff like that. Um, yes, there is a place of spontaneity as a regular human being. But this is a principle, this is a principle laid out by God. I mean, the, the earth itself operates by principles, and so they are just principles we cannot deny. And it's best for us to be honest to ourselves when it comes to things like this. So, the need for structure is actually a principle, a principle that even the earth was founded on. So, um, I'm just going to give an example. Like, you don't have to, you don't necessarily have to be rigid in everything that you do for structure to exist. Um, okay, so we have services on Sunday and on Wednesdays. That's structure. But now we're going online. Spontaneity based on needs and moments. So yes, there is the place for expression. And never feel like as a believer you are caged because it seems like this is what, no. There, there are the eternal principles upon which the earth has been founded. And then there is a place where you express yourself in your unique with the way God has made you through these eternal principles. And that's very important for you to remember. So no, the Bible is not caging you. The eternal principles are not caging you. There's just a need for you to follow through, um, follow, uh, follow them, but you know, expressing yourself in the best way. For example, an eternal principle is you reap what you sow. But everybody does not sow the same thing. It is still left to you as a person, it is still left to your own expression, your own personal expression on what you are going to sow and then what you are going to look after, what the internal principle stands. And that's the same for the principle of structure and you know how it creates efficiency and like Pastor T said, how word and, from word and prayer you receive light and then you are able to build excellent structures and then receive excellent results. Yes, so um, we've been saying structure, structure, structure and it started to look like hard work. The truth is that yes, it is hard work. It's not going to be fun when you're creating structure. It's not it's, it's not something that is always going to fit into your personality, but it's something that must happen. For example, you you say that you you want to grow as a Christian, but you don't want to study your Bible, you don't want to wake up and pray. How do you want to do that? Now in, in our world, it's very difficult to say, okay, I'm just going to pray whenever I have the time. For students such as us, you can have classes, truly medical students can have classes from 7:30 to 8 p.m. in the night, what structure are you putting in place to make sure that your growth is constant? So you have to even think of the little things, the, the little things that end up being the big things. So for example, the same example we're using, you want to start to study your Bible and pray every day. You have to create a structure of waking up early. Especially if you have a long schedule like me, you have to wake up early, pray and go about your day. If there is no structure like that, you are just going to, at the end of the month or at the end of the year, when you're in your yearly review, Looking at your new year resolution, you just that oh, well, I failed because there was no structure in place. And one, one thing I also want to mention is that structure also, like Pastor Nelly said, which is very important, that structure um, helps with preservation. Structure also helps you measure how well you're doing. So if, if there's something that you, you set out to do and you've created a structure for it, if you are seeing that constantly you are going out of the out of the bandwidth of that structure, it's very easy to see that you are probably not making as much progress as you think you are. So people might tell you that, oh, you are doing so amazing, you are doing good, you are doing whatever. But if it is outside the, the structure, it's unlikely that it will give you the good results that you want. Right? So structure, structure, structure is very, very, very important. Structure your day, structure your lives, structure your meetings, structure. Even school, when you're in school, structure how you learn. Do you take notes when you learn? You know, just like you said, structure is something that has been tested and trusted before you can actually start to apply it and add it in personal principle. So do you notice that when you, when you study, you don't like to write, or you just assimilate when the lecturer is teaching, then you know that you must be at every class. If you know that, oh, you have to write when you study, you know that, okay, probably when the lecturer is teaching, you can just take some notes. 
But when you get to receive absolute, it's like over again and take your note. So it's, it's, it's a proven principle. It's something that you cannot you cannot do without it. There is no there is no shortcuts, right? I I I, I break it to you. There is no shortcuts. Um, but yes, I think that's that's we've said a lot about structure. I think we should talk about um, filling up the room. So there's a tendency for people to hear a message such as, such as this or like a conversation such as this and they're like, okay, fine, I'm going to structure my life. I'm going to make sure that I have everything written down. But what are you doing to make sure that that thing moves? What are you doing to fill up the moves? What are you doing to to see the results? Right? Structure is good. The structure is not everything. So there's also um, a part of you, aside from the fact that you already created structure for automation, you are not just going to go and rest. There are things that you still continue to do to fill up what you are doing. So, for example, I've studied for an MB. I have passed the MB, right? But I'm still in medical school. Let's say, okay, I've passed MB4. Glory be to God. My structure has worked. I'm done. And I'm not going to study again. No, there's still work to be done because you've not really reached the end point. So, life is important, like you said. Structure is very important. But the end point is also quite important. So, there are a lot of things that you have to do regarding whatever it is that you, that you want, that your subject is. Is it your spiritual life? Is it your business? Is it your academic? Whatever the end point is, there is still something that you must do. So, we we'll understand this better with the kingdom principle and kingdom mandate. The pastor was talking about So, God knew what he was doing when he waited first for salvation to come. Then, after salvation came, he didn't send the disciples out immediately. He said that they should wait and tarry to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. So, he knew that was the structure they needed. Structured in the So he said, Wait, see the Holy Spirit, because I know that is the structure that will sustain you to fill this kingdom. So he received the Holy Spirit, and then he said, Now go out and preach to all parts of the world, and the signs and wonders shall follow you. So basically, the God knew God brought light, because that was the foundation of everything. Without light, they could not receive the Holy Spirit. God brought light, and he created the structure of the person of the Holy Spirit. To create an automation that if everybody that receives light, once you get the Holy Spirit, that means you have received my instructions in your heart. So I don't have to come and meet every single person that has seen the light. And this is what you have to do. So the Holy Spirit was the form of an automation for us. That's why we see, that's why we see those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Those are the sons of God. If you are led by my structure, that means you know my ways and you know my will. And then you are my son. And if you have received the light, you have received the Holy Spirit. So you receive light, you receive the Holy Spirit. So, when Pastor Pamela is saying it, it can be a measure too. Yes, it can be a measure. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you are the Son of God. And being led by the Spirit of God will translate to results, will translate to growth. That's why God knew how important the Holy Spirit was. That's why I said they should tarry for the Holy Spirit before they went out to preach. Because he knew that was a structure to sustain, to preserve salvation. To preserve salvation how? A man that should receive the Holy Spirit and receive the mandate to spread the world. So, a man with the Holy Spirit will not let the gospel die in his hands. So, the gospel is preserved, light is preserved, salvation is preserved because of the structure of the Spirit. So, filling up the room will happen when you walk with your structure. Because there's a part of creating a structure and there's a part of working with the structure. There are two different things. A structure can be created and you still have to work with the structure. Creating the structure could be the first part that we are talking about. But the result part is working with the structure. Because there's no way working with a tested and trusted structure 
who don't bring forth results. Basically, so the structure, light structure, and filling up the room, which is results. So structure is divided into two. First, creating the structure. You can create a very good structure and not run with it. The Holy Spirit is a structure that we have permanently, and you have the choice to either use that structure or not. And it's the, it is the choice between using that structure or not that determines the results we are going to get. That determines if we are going to fill the room or we are not going to fill the room. That determines if we are going to spread the gospel or we are not going to spread the gospel. But if you make use of the structure of the Holy Spirit, which we've been equipped with, to spread the gospel, preserve the gospel, to ensure the continuity of the gospel, and to fill up the kingdom, basically. Uh, okay, so our, the series is actually titled Rebuilding. Like I want us to remember that, so that everything we're saying doesn't sound abstract. This series is titled Rebuilding. And so the point is that before you can rebuild, some things have to be in place. While you rebuild, some things have to be in place. That's the only way can make any sense and that's why we talk about light receiving light from God before you even start rebuilding. I think Pastor made reference to um, Nehemiah about how he not go straight to start um, rebuilding whatever everything that needed rebuilding but you know there was a place of light there was a place of you know, consultation there was a place of him going around to survey the city and all of that before rebuilding started. You received um, light from God to know what to do you have your own ideas you have um, innovation within you also connect with the spirit. There's something I always say that as a believer, at the point where you are decided to join yourself with the Holy Spirit, just continue like that because your efficiency will not be the same. You are now you have now decided to run on it, like channel source. You need to keep running on it. And so as a believer, you cannot neglect that aspect of receiving light from God before you start rebuilding whatever it is you want to rebuild. You are not, you don't need to start comparing yourself to oh I have this Muslim friend or this person who is not a believer that has successfully done, that's none of your business. You have woken up one morning to decide to permanently join yourself to the Holy Spirit and continue. So before you start any rebuilding process, you receive light from God, you receive direction, then you create a structure. I mean, it's literally called rebuilding. What are you building without a structure? That's when you can you know, run with the wisdom of, of God and create that structure for yourself and actually get something done. And then what is the point of rebuilding if the rooms are not filled? That's you know, you receiving your results and all of that. You must ensure that you create such an efficient structure that your rooms will definitely be filled when you are done. In the process of filling the rooms, there are there's a place of um, exercising in the process of rebuilding as a room. There's a place of exercising as many fruits of the spirit as possible. But then again, that's why you have them. And so when it comes to the point of you know filling up the rooms, remember that. That was why you rebuilt in the first place. That was why you started the business rebuilding in the first place. Your rooms must be filled. You must see results. And because you are working with the Spirit of God, you are running this with the Spirit of God, you will see results. You will exercise as much patience and long suffering as possible. In Neymar's time, they had to build with arms, um, firearms in one hand and then you will be doing with the other hand. There's a whole lot that will go into place and all of that. But remember that that's the assurance you get when you started out with the Holy Spirit in the first place, when you receive the light from Him. And then you remember that you cannot stop until the rooms are filled. That was why you were built in the first place, because the rooms needed to be filled. Thank you very much. Um, I'm really happy that you brought up the topic of rebuilding. Um, so I think in service pastor mentioned why, like two reasons why we rebuild. Number one reason is if what, what was already there before is destroyed, or if what was already there before is obsolete. So it's, it's very important to know that even as you are rebuilding, or even as you have things that you are doing, you have to constantly check. Is this becoming obsolete? Why need to rebuild? Why need to? We see, you see different brands saying um, they want to rebrand, they change their logo, they want to because something has changed, 
something has become old, something has become obsolete. And when you are like running a kingdom mandate, you know, God gives you something to do. There's a mindset that comes to it. It's not just it's, we are human beings and we, are, we can be very, very emotional. So it's, it's not just, um, oh, God has given me something to do. Okay, I've got to be like, structure, let me go and sit down. It's not that easy like that. It's not as easy as it sounds, right? There's also a mindset um, shift. And, you know, look at the people at the tower, um, building the tower of Babel, that um, God said that, you know, those of these people, anything they put their mind to do, they will do it. Because that's what they had set their mind to do. So if you if God gives you a mandate or you get you get um, inspired to do something, there is a mindset that you must be at. You know, we see in this first Corinthians 10 um, 5 that, that speaks about casting out imaginations and arguments and every hiding that is of against the knowledge of Christ and bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So there are some times that it is your mind or it is your thoughts that, that are holding you back from actually seeing results from the things that you set out to do. So Yes, you have light. Yes, you have structure. But in your mind, you're thinking, can I really do this? Can I really fill up the moments? Do I have the facilities for that? Can I handle it? Um, look at my background. Look at the, my personality does not fit it. I'm very quiet. How do I preach the gospel? So there's a there's an entire mindset shift that needs to occur. And all those um, unproductive thoughts, I won't say bad thoughts, unproductive thoughts need to be taken captive. Right? You have to take hold of your mandates, you have to take hold of your assignments. And I think one other thing we need to mention that we need to um, realize is that when God gives you something, when God gives you an assignment, it's not just about you. Yes, it's about you. You will grow, you will um, become better, but it's not just about you. You are a piece of the puzzle. There is a big picture, right? There is a, there is a huge picture. You are. If God says, oh, there's going to be a movie, you are, that is not all God is doing. Are you, do you know who our father is? God is big picture, is a big picture kind of guy. So, kind of God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's always, there's always, um, it's always bigger than you. It's always bigger than you. So, if, if you run with that mindset that, okay, I have this impression to do something, it's bigger than me, you are, you are more likely to let yourself go. You are more likely to remove yourself from the limitations of your heart, from the limitations of your personality, of your upbringing. You're like, oh no. This thing is way bigger than me. I cannot allow my shyness to stop the work of God. Do you understand? I have to be useful to this work. Do you get? So there's always a a mindset um, conversation that you have to have when you're about to build something. You know, whatever it is in life, there's always that thing that this thing I'm building must outlive me. It's not just about me. After me, other people will come. What structure am I putting in place for those other people? Look at the, the house of the HF. Somebody came up. Somebody got the light. Somebody got the structure. And 25 years after, so people are still living in that structure. So people are still getting blessed by that structure. So whatever it is you are doing, it has to outlive you. Don't think small. God does not think small. Our Father does not think small. So think big. Think on the bigger picture. Think on the bigger scale. What are you doing to make this thing continue? Okay, so I think you say that we've been talking about structure a lot and all this. Okay, I think now we would like to move to another part, which is the dominion part of story basically because rebuilding in the sense that I want to talk about now is in the sense of Jesus coming back to restore the dominion that was given to man in Genesis. If you go back to Genesis, when God created man made man in his image, he said he has given us dominion over the earth and to rule upon the earth. But when man fell into sin, because pastor defined dominion as what? He defined dominion as an authority to rule. Dominion is the authority, not the rule. Dominion is the fact that for you to have authority, you have to be on that someone. So God created man on um, um God created man 
like him because God gave them man in his image and man was under the authority of God. So basically, God gave man the authority to rule and that was dominion. So when man disconnected himself from God, meaning he was not under God anymore, he lost the authority to have that dominion. So he could be doing anything, he could be ruling, thinking he's ruling in his own right, but there was no authority because he was disconnected from the source that gives authority. You can't be disconnected from God's source that gives authority and say you have authority to do something. So, because of that, God still wanted the project of man having dominion on the earth to continue. So he created, so there was the coming of Jesus, which is the rebuilding that we're talking about. So Jesus came, brought the light first, which is salvation. He created all the structure which we've been talking about to see that it was a, it was a process to restore man back to his source, back to the connector. So Jesus came brought salvation so that any man receives it, it's God, he has eternal life and now he's connected back to God in, in such that he has now authority to dominate the earth, basically. Then the structure was created so that man can exhibit his dominion. Because you receive first, you know that you have dominion. And you have, there, there are things you have to do to exhibit the fact that you have dominion, right? Because sometimes you know and you don't use, basically. So now Jesus came, restored back the authority, now you are connected back to the source. That thing that I said that time, you can do it again. We also see, to make this more understandable, we see in Genesis where after the whole, you see that God had Jesus in mind. Even since Genesis, where he says the story of the serpent and the woman and the curse that came after, he said, where he said the, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent and the, the serpent will bruise the heel of man. And basically, so, and basically, the seed of the woman in that context was significant to the fact that Mary. Was, it was only Mary's seed that was needed to give birth to Jesus, who was the one to save man. Because normally the seed comes from man, because man is the one that the sperm, the gender of a child, and the red girl student, I will tell you, man just has the man has the um, X and Y chromosomes. Women just have X chromosomes. So man, if the man donates the Y chromosome, you have XY, that's not give back, give birth to a real child. Man donates another X, you have XX. So women just have X. They don't, they don't, they are not, they are they are there, but you plant. So we plant the seed of the man is the one that is planted in the woman to bring forth a child, to bring forth a baby. So basically, the seed of the man was abolished in that it came directly from the spirit. But the seed of the woman was preserved. So man, the seed of the man had been contaminated by sin. The seed of the man had been had been deformed, had been, it wasn't good enough to restore man back to God because it had been, it has been abused, so it, can't, it couldn't work. So the person that could save man cannot come from the same seed that man was suffering from. So it came from the seed of woman, pure, without sin. So that's the reason why Jesus is the, Jesus was um, the, um, the perfect candidate for that operation, to restore us back to Christ. Because by one man, by one man, sin came to the world, and by one man, Everyone was saved. By one man that allowed sin end time, sin destroyed everybody. By one man that came without sin and kept himself from sin, everybody was saved. Such that when God now sees us, he sees that man that is without sin. And he can see that. And he can look at us as a man that is without sin that can come boldly into the presence of God, basically. So now we are restored back. It was a perfect work that started from Genesis to restore us back to God. So after now that we've been restored, we get the same promises that was promised then, which is that we have we have we now have the authority to rule over the earth. Then God now created the structure of the Holy Spirit to help us in this our ruling, in this our dominion. That's why 
when we have the Holy Spirit, then it says we can now go, then we can now populate the kingdom of God. And now we have the dominion that anything we lose on earth is losing heaven. Anything we bound on earth is bound in heaven. So basically, nothing, God never, God, God like we just see the love of God basically. From the beginning, He already had us in mind. From the beginning, he already there was already an alternative for all of our mess ups basically. So like that's that's that really stands out. That is that is very very significant. He did all that work, all that work in salvation, all that work in creating structure, just to restore man back to himself. That we did by ourselves. Like it wasn't God's fault that we decided to do wrong things, and he still took he went through all that pain of creating structure, creating a structure that would work because it was perfect. Because why did he have to be so intricate about the details of the seed? Like he went through all that stress for man. Man that I can live without. So like we understand the... Why, we are so thankful for Jesus because we know literally it's not like he did deserve these things. God in his mercy has, has, has given us these things. It will be important that we acknowledge and honor what God has put into salvation and actually take hold of salvation and guard salvation basically and complete the kingdom and have the world. Um, okay, so I just want to really add that um, just like Pastor B said, when it comes to the kingdom, we are just a piece in the entire puzzle. Like there is a grand scheme of things that we are all working towards. And so when it comes to our own kingdom mandate as we are doing, we should never look at it in isolation. Pastor said um, the other day that um, a, a single man cannot bring about the will of God. Like at any point, if you think that you are the only one bringing about a particular will, did it. Like you, you can never be the only one bringing about that will. And so, at whatever point you are also tempted to slack, did it because it's really not just about you. There's literally a whole vast of things that kingdom money that we're doing to you in particular is just a piece in the entire puzzle of like the grand scheme of things. And so you need to dutifully play your part when it comes to affairs of the kingdom, matters of salvation, you know, saving souls, doing ministry in whatever way you have been given. You need to take all these things seriously, even in other things that you may consider secular, like in your business, in your career, in your academics, they are still a part of your kingdom mandate because these are still spaces you are supposed to go into and bring forth the kingdom and you know show the fruits of the kingdom, show the light. And so you need to take your kingdom mandate very seriously because it's not just your kingdom mandate, actually, it's just your own assignment in the grand kingdom mandate for mankind. And I just want to always have that back of our mind. Okay, um, it has been a very, very enlightening session for me, myself, um, and it, it's very important, I would just like to emphasize again that, just like you said, it's not just about you, there is a whole big picture, there is a big picture. Imagine if um, Mary was like, no, I'm not doing this, I don't want to, I don't want to be a puzzle in this, in this whole thing, I don't want to be a part of it. Yes, God would have found an alternative, but I mean, look at the story we're hearing of Mary today. So there's always a part for you to play and there's always a part that you should put your 100% in. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. I hope we'll be able to convince you <laughs> and not confuse you that um, in whatever it is that you set your hands to do, there are certain principles, biblical principles that have proven that have proven to be useful over the years, over the past 2000 many years. Um, and we can see it in the story of Jesus Christ and in the story of salvation. So thank you.
Thank you for joining us for service today. Service continues every Sunday, same time. You can also join our search sessions on Fridays live on MixLR. And you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at VHFY. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at VHF Cloud and Anchor and Audio Mac, Versus of Honor Foundation. Thank you for joining us today. Have a blessed week. Bye.